0: go. Hello, my name is Jake Curran, I'm from Black Ink. This is a Black Ink Podcast, episode number 13. I'm actually recording this for the third time because uh, yesterday I just seemed to have too much to say and not enough breath to say it and I don't know, I think I overthought all the top- topics too much over the weekend, obviously yesterday being Monday, um, understand these are posted, uh, these are staggered by a day so you're watching this, if you watch this as it was posted on Wednesday which is tomorrow, I recorded it on the Tuesday So, obviously the idea is I try and record on Sunday so I have something to post Monday. Um, I didn't do that on Sunday, so I had to record something yesterday and I do seem to work well under pressure and stress to a certain extent, but I think yesterday I had so much riding on the fact that, okay, let's get a good 45 minutes down, let's get something so we have something to post tomorrow so the people who are following, who are relying on that podcast being there, they have something to watch. But I just got too on my head about it. I even found myself saying to Riz on Sunday about some ideas that I had for the podcast on Monday. I said, I don't want to talk about them because then it will just, you know, I won't be able to, I'll feel like I've already said these ideas and they won't feel right. They won't feel fresh or whatever. So uh, I just kind of had a bit of a weird space in my head yesterday. And it was one of those ones where I didn't even edit it yesterday. I just kind of felt that it wasn't right. And I let that feeling manifest into something else. And it's not even... I think it's interesting when I look at the problems that I have with these podcasts, if I have a problem before I post them, it's like it falls into a few different categories. It's like, have I said something that's going to offend someone specifically? Have I said things that I don't feel are correct? Have I said things that might hurt me in the future? And I just like, it was one of those ones where during the podcast, I was getting self-conscious about the sound of my own voice. And I just thought, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know, I speak a lot about living intuitively and making intuitive decisions. I just felt in my gut that that would be the podcast that would get heaps of traction, but probably for the wrong reason. Like I just, I didn't structure my ideas very well. But the good thing is, I know I have 45 minutes worth of shit to talk about, even though I probably won't talk about most of the stuff I did yesterday. Uh, One thing that I did want to bring up, that obviously you have no idea what I'm talking about because you didn't hear it, but one thing I do want to bring up that I spoke about yesterday, is uh, this little interaction that I had on Instagram. Now, just to kind of break the fourth wall and give you some, uh, what's it called? Uh, transparency as far as what I'm trying to do on Instagram. Essentially, I'm just trying to grow my following as much as possible in you know a reasonable amount of time. I don't want it to blow up too quickly because then you don't really have a real grasp on who's following you for you, they're just kind of following you because it was a trend, you know? Um, I do want to have organic growth that kind of trends very nicely so that when, you know, some some accounts I don't quite understand, they hit like 20,000 and they stay there or they hit 50,000 and they stay there. I feel like your account should be growing every month. You shouldn't really have any plateaus in it. And especially if you're a business selling things, I think the brand trust element of your business is obviously based around how many followers you have and how many people believe in your product, how many people are liking and commenting on your posts. But I also feel that if I saw your account 12 months ago and it had 20,000 followers and I see it today and it's got 20,000 followers uh, and you've been posting all the time, it doesn't make me question your brand. It makes me question those 20,000 followers. Did you like if you're still doing the same thing that got those followers, then why wouldn't you continue to grow? But it's not what I'm talking about. What I what my goal with my account is to try and reach as many people as possible because I'm not trying to sell you a shirt, I'm not trying to sell you a jumper in any one post or comment or like that I leave. What I am trying to do though is just have you know my name. Because if you know my name, the shirts are going to sell themselves. That's a reality. If you if you have a good enough brand, they will sell themselves. People will Find themselves if it isn't today or next week or next month, they will eventually buy off you if they have it somewhere within them that they want to wear your product. And I don't really want to be seen as a salesman as much as I do as a marketer or you know someone who's good at advertising. And I think part of my uh, part of my goal or process is obviously to market myself in the best way I can, as I said, get that growth that I'm speaking about and. Part of that is the the organic reach, is having your name kind of omnipresent in people's vernacular just through commenting on random things. And like, obviously, if you're on my feed and I have something to say, I will definitely like, and I'm definitely going to like everyone's shit on my feed because that's the reason that I'm following you, because I like your stuff. I, I regularly monitor that feed. I make sure there's no bullshit in there that I don't want to follow. I make sure the things that I are following that I'm actually interested in or more interested in the person or the cause, whatever it might be. Um, If I have something to say, I'll comment on it. And typically, I'll comment a question because that inspires someone to respond to that question and therefore kind of tell the algorithm that you are of interest to a certain extent because people are responding to you. Now, the best possible situation you can have is someone else posts something. So let's say my friend John posts something on his account and then I go in there and say, hey, that's really cool. Why does or how does or where does, you know, some sort of question. And then Mike sees this and responds to me and says, this is the answer. That says to the algorithm that this person's post is so interesting that I and someone else are engaging and having a conversation about it. Now what that does, obviously it does great things for John's post and in that you can take away that every post that I put up is in a way trying to encourage you to comment or to ask a question or to say your piece. Because that is telling the algorithm that I have interesting content. If I'm doing that every day and heaps of people are interacting, then that puts me further up in the algorithm. More people see me. I have that further spread amongst all the community on Instagram. And from that, obviously you you grow. And from that growth, you get sales. But... I try not to saturate the, the feed with too much of my stuff. What I do try and do though is comment on as many outside posts as I can. So I go I go deep, I'll go into hashtags, I go into geolocations, I'll go into all the categories you can find in your search thing, all of the tiles on my main search page, I'll actually go into all of them and scroll down at least five five tiles and I'll like and comment each of those. I get to the point pretty much every morning that Instagram will stop letting me comment on things because I've commented on too many things you know, and then like when you get bored of all that, you can then go into reels and start liking and commenting in there. To give you an idea, I wake up at two o'clock every morning and I do that up until five o'clock. So two to five, all I'm doing is drinking coffee, liking and commenting people's shit on Instagram on different pages. And then at five o'clock I'll then post something on both of my Instagram pages and so on. Now, what you find is like sometimes you'll comment things that you completely forget about and, uh, Then two, three weeks later, someone will comment on them and then it kind of sparks back up and you know. And the thing is when you comment um, on the search page, uh, you have to assume that the posts that end up on the search page are the ones that have a lot of traction. They're the ones that are doing well, that Instagram thinks that because they're they're on your search page that you're probably going to react well with them. And if you have a look at all these posts on the search page, they have heaps of likes, they have heaps of comments. They've already got conversations already happening. A little trick as well was to go on there and answer other people's questions to promote them to comment back to you because that's an even deeper level of engagement. Anyway, um, so a lot of the pages that I follow are to do with like money and wealth and um, you know just things like that uh, where where uh, they'll they'll basically post stories or they'll, they'll post um, reels or they'll post you know just normal carousels or whatever that are advice based on money. And there'll be advice based on business and advice based on like financial living and all the rest. And what I like to do is, uh, I think this particular post was on my feed. So it wasn't even on the search page. Um, I commented on there, like, and I like to leave positive comments. Like I I love leaving positive comments. I actually feel bad when I leave shitty comments. If I leave a shitty comment, it's only to create that like, like I want someone to comment, comment back on this. Like you go on a fan page of like say Cillian Murphy and then like, it'll be a picture of him and someone else and he'll be on the left and you'll say like, oh, who's the guy on the left? And people will be like, are you fucking serious? This is a silly Murphy fan page. How do you not know who that is? Then you're like, oh bro, I thought it was fucking Tommy Shelby, my bad, you know? Anyway, <clears throat> so I have, this, uh, I have this story on my feed, this post on my feed and it talks about starting a small business and all the rest. So I put, I, and like one, one thing I should mention as well is a lot of my comments get pinned Right? So if you don't know what pinned is, if there's 100 comments, the one that's pinned, it might be the 99th comment, but the person, the author of the post has decided to have that comment as the top comment. So being a natural smart ass by nature, a lot of my comments end up getting pinned because I have like, a, you know, a different perspective on it or a witty edge or whatever you want to call it. And the interesting thing is, um, I, uh, I put this comment on this one post. And as I said, it was about starting a small business or just believing in yourself, whatever. And I did one of those comments where it's like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you have an idea, go and do something about that idea right now. And once you've got a bit of a plan, invest everything you possibly can into that idea because essentially you're investing into yourself, right? You're investing into yourself. I left it. The comment gets pinned. It goes to the top. It gets a couple hundred likes. It is what it is, right? and then like 10 days or like a week goes past or something. And then I, and like people have commented on this saying like, hey, thank you, I needed to hear this. This message was just for me, rah, rah, rah. had someone DM me about it, all good, right? That's the whole purpose of this comment is I've got all this engagement. It's all positive, it's all fun. And like, out of all the comments that I put up, maybe 10% of them get replies. And out of those 10%, maybe fucking two of them are anywhere near like legible responses to what I'm actually asking or, you know, something that is like as witty as what I'm saying back at me. Um. But yeah, I got this. I saw, And also like my feed is fucking stupid. Like I, I, I'm not sure if you have Instagram or whatever, but you know, typically if you post something, nine out of 10 people have like, you know, under 5,000 followers and you know, every single thing that's going on on your page, you know, everyone who likes, you know, everyone who comments, you know, everyone who's responding to shit that you've done. You know, you see everything, but the problem is of my feed now, it's getting to a point because I comment on so much stuff, because I'm so engaged with so many other pages and because I'm posting so much stuff, it's, it's like, it's, it's undeniably easy to miss things. You know what I mean? But I saw this person commented back on this particular post. And because I had had so many people, res- because it got pinned and I had so many people responding back to it, I actually, I, I recognize from the, on the right hand side, you get the little tile of what posts. it's. Talking about, and I saw the title. I'm like, "God, oh, it's another one." And I look across, and I read the comment. I'm like, "I need to open this because I don't even remember." Like what they're saying doesn't feel contextual to what I remember me commenting. So I've gone on there and reread the comment, and they've said like, "That's bullshit." I'd rather invest in a company and know that I'm not going to lose my money. And I was like, "Yeah, tr- true." Like I, yeah, I see, I see what you're saying, but also, you could invest in yourself. You know what I mean? Like I'm having this conversation with myself. Like I'm thinking, if we start with this idea, right? So say you're talking about Tesla. You're gonna go, okay, I'm gonna put X amount of my money so this thousand dollars that I have right now, instead of investing that into my idea, I'm going to invest it into Tesla. All right, and, that, and Tesla is gonna take that $1,000, put it into their massive kitty, they're gonna to continue to do what they're doing, they're gonna increase in value, and then the shares that I bought, that $1,000 worth of shares is now gonna be worth $1,200 or $1,300 later on, maybe in a year's time or two years time, whatever it is. And obviously that's crazy return, but stick with me. Um, so the idea is you're investing in a company that already has some sort of worth and value based off the fact that you can buy shares in it, right? Because obviously there's a criteria that a company has to meet before it's, it goes public on the share market. Now, let's trace that whole story back to when Elon Musk hadn't even thought of, of the concept of owning an electric car company, right? He at some point had to invest in himself to get started, right, a company is a non-physical entity of basically what a human being is. It's an idea. It's an idea conceptualized into a reality and it it involves processes to create a good or a service for someone, right? So just the concept of like investing money in yourself or you would rather invest money into a company that is already established and turning over compared to this like just taking that thousand dollars and investing into yourself and that can be done so many different ways. I'll touch on that in a second. But the concept that that is a smarter move than investing in yourself. will do. you haven't got a finance problem. You have a faith problem. You need to have some faith in yourself. And investing, investing is seeing, investing is, there are so many different faces of what investing looks like. When I go to the shopping center and I buy food for myself to eat, I'm investing in, my, in, in the next week of my life. I'm investing in the fact that I would rather make the decision to buy these bananas and these mandarins now than to invest in McDonald's in two days time when I have a hunger that can be easily fixed by this fast food outlet, rather than what's already in the fruit bowl, right? When I make the decision between the white bread and the fucking the, the wholemeal bread, I'm investing in my future by choosing the healthier option. If you wanna get deep as to why bread isn't healthy, go fuck yourself, because I don't care, right? Just focus on the analogy. And I feel like people don't understand the absolute freedom that the world offers, especially if you're in anything similar to my setting, a first world country and you have fucking clean air and you have a little bit of money in your pocket and you've got food in the fridge, you've got clean water in your cup. Life's all good, baby. This world is for you. Go do something. And to sit there and like, especially like, I like to, I like to go deep and think, well, this person obviously follows this page. This person has found this post from a while ago and decided that it was worth commenting on. Sure, let's play devil's advocate and say, he's just doing what I'm doing and creating some sort of riff so that creates a conversation and therefore we go backwards and forwards. But I could tell by the way this motherfucker's commenting that he actually feels like he's not worth investing in. Now, I'm not here as some self-help dude trying to like, you know, dude, you are worth it, fucking go for it, rah, rah. But like, honestly, just nut up. Have some fucking back about ya and realize you do have potential. To say over a comment on Instagram that you want a definite return and that if you two invest in yourself, that money's going to disappear. Bro, do you know what the crazy thing is about investing in yourself? The first $10,000 goes down the drain. The crazy part is I'm only like $6,000 into that drain hole as well. Like I know I'm going to continue to lose money, but the whole fucking point is to learn from your mistakes. That's what all this shit is about. I can't believe that somebody would put that boundary up in their mind and think that, there is no way I would invest in myself because there is no return on myself. The return is how you feel every day. You know, obviously when we when we speak in terms of investing money into a company for a return, you want some sort of like, you know, you want to say, oh, I put $1,000 in and I get $1,200 out and now I have an extra $200 to do X, Y, and Z. We'll break it down further. What does that $200 do? What does that income that you've made from your investment after tax or the rest actually do? Does it buy a car? Does it buy better food? Does it get you in a position of your of your life that gives you a better environment and a better lifestyle? And if so, which of any of that doesn't derive down to a feeling? How does that extra $200 or whatever profit you've made not just completely digest down to its finest point, which is a feeling? You wanted to make more money so that you could feel better. You wanted to invest your things so you could have more so you can feel better in your life. So now the example of, what you put in your shopping trolley every time you go shopping as an investment becomes real. Because instead of feeling the sugar dump I feel after eating McDonald's because I was hungry at 10 o'clock on Wednesday morning, I now just have my banana or my mandarin. I have a cup of water. I keep on my fucking way. I didn't, I didn't drive out to get the McDonald's. I didn't make the rubbish. I didn't feel the guilt afterwards. I didn't spend the money that I didn't have. None of that. I got the feeling of not only sustaining that hunger, but also making the right decision. The investment was worth it. And as I keep saying, like, where in your book of self-worth is it not worth investing that money that you're gonna give literally like, I, I, I own shares, I own uh, cryptocurrency, I, I own a lot of things that I physically cannot touch. And the difference between you owning it and not owning it is typically only numbers on a screen. And those numbers on a screen can change so quickly to make it some sort of comparable item against investing money in yourself, it seems fucking crazy. And sure, I have days where I fucking ask myself and I ask Riz, what the fuck am I doing? I need to go back to driving trucks. This is ridiculous. I want to cry. I want to stop. I want to quit. None of it's worth it. But dude, that's fleeting. Even when I fuck up, even when I waste money and I like go, when I've got to a point where I realized, oh, that thousand dollars I spent on this idea was a waste. It got me nowhere. It got me further behind than cool. Now I know what not to do in that situation again, don't I? I'm still richer for it. And you're telling me that you're not, you can't invest $1,000 into some stock and then the next day the fucking stock market go belly up? It's all the same. What sort of guaranteed r- return do you think you're going to get off this investment in something in the stock market over yourself? And like, obviously, obviously, I know, I've blown this idea, this whole concept way out of proportion, But what the fuck are you talking about when you think an investment in something outside of what you know is is better than having that faith in yourself and putting your balls to the wall? Like maybe just because I'm now, you know, X amount of time into the path of working for myself and doing something for myself, I'm at a point where I can confidently say that there is no other feeling like this. There is no other feeling that you get from the success that you've created by yourself. There's no greater feeling than the journey that you're creating as you go along and realizing that it's only adding depth and like it's only adding depth and and more like fiber and substance to your character because you are going through the processes, the trials and tribulations of fails and success. That's what it's all about. And you're going to comment on my positive rearing comment that this this. Sorry, positivity rearing comment. This thing that like says, hey, I don't know who needs to hear us, but go fucking do it. This is this is it. This is your day. You got an idea? This is fucking your idea. Go do it. And you're going to say some shit like, oh, I need a positive return. Dude, go fuck yourself. And you got a private account. I can't even roast you if I want to. You bitch. Man, this world. Let Stop. I'm going to keep going, right? <clears throat> so on the weekend, the reason that I didn't record a podcast on the weekend is because I was actually treated to a weekend away courtesy of my partner Larissa. And it was one of those things where she has to and this is one of those fucking things that everyone says, like, Oh, I'm a hard worker, I fucking I struggle to stop. My biggest weakness is that I care too much. Like I'm not trying to be one of those wankers, but I do work hard. You know, I love working hard. I love when you've got, you know, 12 hours of shoveling shit to do. I hate sitting down at one o'clock because I'm scared that I won't want to get back up at 1.30 and keep going. I would rather just keep shoveling shit all day. And I've literally iterated in my first podcast, my first job was shoveling shit. It was literally that, you know? I'm not scared of doing hard work and so much to a point now that I get scared when I stop, I'm going to stop, stop. So I don't give myself days off. I don't give myself time to recover and all that. So Riz kind of had to twist my arm and pull me along and say, come on, let's go. We're going to do this. We're going to have some fun. We're going to enjoy ourselves. And uh, yeah, it's uh, the the one thing that I kind of was really apparent to me that I found realizing over and over and over again while we're away. So we spent a night in Bunbury, we spent a night in Perth and I found myself like in Bunbury, this happened, it happened more so in Perth. I would look at places and go like, oh, well, we can't go there. We can't go there. We can't go there. Not because of the money and not because of like, not even how we're dressed or whatever. I think in my mind, and I don't know if this is common, maybe you can tell me if you have this as well. I feel like there are things on this earth that are not for me. They're not for me. For no other reason that they're just not for me. All right? It, you don't have a say in it and they don't have a say in it. it. I don't know whether it's like that particular spot on the earth is not for you to reside within. I don't know if it's because of the goods and services being rendered in that property that are just not for you. You know, it, you know, know. And this isn't like I walk past a Gucci store and say, oh, I don't belong there because I can't afford anything out of there. Motherfucker, if I want to go into a Gucci store, that shit's for me. You understand? I'm talking about like walking past a Nepalese restaurant and thinking like, that's not for me. They don't want me in there. They don't want any of that. They just, just, just keep moving, right? But it is for you. It is for you. My business is for you. My business, everything that I do, everything that I create is not for me. It's for you. This podcast is for you, right? People might look at Black Ink and go like, well, that's not something, you know, you got motorbikes, and tattoos. And it's, it's not for me. It is, it is for you. It's, 100, it's more for you than it is for the people with tattoos. That's exactly what's going on. If we break down everything in this world, it's for one of two things. It's to feel cared for, loved for, and it's to make money. And very basically, if you have money to spend, you don't even need the whole amount of money to spend. You just need money to spend. Everything is for you. This world is for you. This world is for you. You're allowed to walk into the Nepalese restaurant and order whatever the fuck you want. You can start with dessert. How's this? Like when I go to Korean barbecue, I have to remind myself every time that it doesn't matter you don't know what you're doing. And you don't even have to find comfort in that, oh, I'm sure everyone who's white and walks in here doesn't really know what they're doing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. You know why? Because that restaurant is for you. That restaurant makes food. Well, it provides food for you to make for yourself. And you're a human that eats food. So it's for you. And within that, I feel like the cross reference of these two ideas is that I feel like that person who doesn't want to invest in themselves, they, they don't realize that this world is for them. It's not for people like me who are already in business. It's for the people who have been in business forever and they have no other option. It's for the people like me who have just started and see a budding future and there are people like him who have no fucking idea what's available to them. The whole lot is for you. It's that simple. But the one thing that it does take for you to be able to do it is participation. It takes committing yourself to a thought or an idea or just the movement of going forwards, you know? The world is for you as long as you give it enough energy like to begin with for it to reciprocate that energy. And it's just, I find myself more and more often. Here's an example. I've never stepped foot into Street X before. Never stepped foot into Street X. Right. If you don't know, Street X is a is a uh, brand up in Perth. Um, they've been in Northbridge for as long as I can remember. Um, I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, like I'm I'm a big fan of the owner, um, Brad. I just <coughs> what is that his name? Bradshaw? No, Daniel. Daniel Bradshaw. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I just feel like that shop is not for me, and it's not. I think in the early days it was that I couldn't afford it, but I mean like. I mean, as an adult, nothing's really that unaffordable. You find a way to afford things. That's the reality of being an adult. But I just, I've felt forever that that shop is not for me, that I would walk in, I would feel silly. I'd feel like a dog with with my tail between my legs. But the reality is like, if I have money, like go and pick what you want and spend it and have a conversation with the person behind the counter. And you know, engage with their shit on Instagram and you can make a new friend that you never knew you had it's all for you you know what I mean like if you're a customer and you're willing and you want to to be involved with that whole thing and even if you don't want to buy something if you just want to go and be a part of that if you want to go to their opening days if you want to go and have a look around in the shop once a month or whatever it is like it is still for you it is still for you to go and be a part of you know And I still have that problem in my head now. I still haven't been in Street X. I've walked past there half a dozen times with the intention of going in and psych myself out every time. I don't know what it is. I just fucking, I I think I'm intimidated by the success that is Street X. You know, especially now that I'm trying to do something and I've got my little fucking, seems to be like hobby business and Instagram pages. Yeah, growing bit by bit by bit. You know, I feel a bit silly, but at the same time, it's for me. It's exactly who it's for. It's for someone who wears clothes. I wear clothes, let's go. I just feel like, we're only as good as the story that we fucking tell in our minds. We're only as good as the story that we've been told before. We're only as good as the character we believe ourselves to be. In that, I mean, there's so much about, you know, psycho feedback that seems to be crazy. You know, you, maybe that person didn't come from a place, the person who, who commented on my um on my thing on Instagram... I mean, maybe they haven't won before. Maybe they haven't had the feeling of winning. They've only felt the feeling of losing. They feel that, oh, excuse me. They feel that if they were to invest that money in themselves like they have in the past, that they're going to have the same result over and over and over because that's all they've had in the past, right? Maybe their story is that they are a loser and that they don't, you know, they don't have any success when it comes to money. But even then, like I feel like, you know. Uh, I'm balls deep in this book at the moment. I I don't know. It's it's a weird book. It's called Psycho-Cybernetics. And I think this book is a book that was written using the information from that book and information from beforehand and afterhand. But somehow it's an earlier version of the same information. It's called uh, Advanced Cybernetics, I think it's called. And basically it just speaks about the, the reality that we build from the things that have happened to us, we can actually change the things that are going to happen in the future based off things that we kind of manifest in our mind based off of our, based off our imagination. It's like the combination of things that we know work from experience and the things that we know work from theory and putting them together to create this sort of path for yourself in the future. And when I referenced the information that I've learned from this book with this particular example, I can't help but feel like this person has no experience other than losing. Otherwise, they would understand how crazy what they're saying is. To assume that you have no possible way of getting your money back if you are to invest in yourself is just... It seems kind of crazy like I feel like if I had nothing going on and only had a thousand dollars there is still so many things you can do with a thousand dollars to turn it into ten thousand dollars I mean as I spoke about in previous podcasts go and buy shit from the Salvos for next to nothing and advertise it on eBay that takes nothing more than a room your phone and internet connection and maybe a car to go to and from eBay uh, sorry to and from the Salvos I don't understand I don't understand but that's a great job about being a human is it's your whole life purpose from day zero to the day you die to try and get an understanding of what the fuck is going on. Cause everything else is just an idea. And then it's your, it's your like, uh, what do you call it? Participation in that idea that gives you purpose, which is a bizarre thought to think that I am not black ink, but a person who is doing black ink and in the process of doing black ink, I'm learning about myself. I remember I got told this really cool quote once um, from Sue Brooke. She owns the rink here in Bunbury. And she said, uh, you never want to get an athlete who's trying to be the best in the world at a particular discipline. What you want to do is you want to get someone who's trying to be the best possible version of themselves throughout their lifetime and at the same time, be a very good skater, right? So... Instead of trying trying to find the, the kid who wants to be the fastest speed skater in the world, you find someone who just wants to be the best fucking possible version of themselves and have them in speed skating and obviously do all the things that it takes to be the fastest speed skater in the world, but that is never the actual goal. It needs to be some sort of byproduct of the ultimate goal. Which is being the best possible version of yourself, and without getting into the psychology of being an athlete and all the rest and kind of the, the mantras and affirmations that you do want to have with yourself, I feel like that's such a fucking great thing to live by. Like I always try and just be like, even the prioritization, pri- pri- prioritize, prioritize, prioritization. You know what I'm talking about. Like when I prioritize what I'm doing with my day. It's easy to go like, well, X, Y, and Z need to be done first because they're for my business. And then afterwards, you know, I have time to read, I have time to sleep, I have time to write my journal, I have time to practice piano. Blah, blah, blah. The reality is, you need to put all of those things at the top and then the business comes afterwards. Because if you are not in the best possible working condition, if all of those things that you said that you want to get done every day, even if it's for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour, You said that because the outcome was to do purely with you. So for me to find half an hour a day to read a book, that has to come at the start. Because if I put that at the finish, it doesn't have the right priority. It doesn't have the right urgency that it needs because reading a book is for me. And while this business is my main source of income, this business will be nothing if I first am not as close to perfection as I can get every day. And obviously like I'm not saying being the perfect human or the perfect man or the perfect person. I'm saying the best Jake can possibly be today. If I can attain that before I get started with my business, my business is child's play. All I have to do is make decisions and execute them. This, this part at the start where I have to say like, right, the most important thing is when I first wake up that this body is operating properly, I hydrate. You know what I mean? Then I need to make sure that my mind is working properly. I go pray. And then I need to make sure that everything else is going to follow really well. I need to follow my schedule to a T and not deviate thinking that I'm smarter than the person I was yesterday, especially if it's, you know, whatever o'clock in the morning. I just, I mean, that that whole concept itself, I feel like it takes a lifetime to, to fully, I wouldn't say understand, but to engage in that and to, to be very good at it, to understand that discipline is a skill that every day can be back to square one if you don't stay on top of it to understand that like the act of doing the thing that you're meant to do is a muscle that you have to exercise every day and get good at that and remember that the muscle that is you being the best possible possible version of you is the main muscle that you have to exercise and in that you will get everything you want if that is good everything that you want will follow because everything you want is tied within that idea of the perfect version of who you are. The perfect version of Jake is doing everything that he needs to do for his business today, right? It's not having this unreal expectation where I go like, oh, I I need to fucking create this new product. I need to get in contact with this person. I need to bag up all this stuff. I need to make sure that these orders are ready to go. I need to make sure, right, right, right. You've given yourself three days worth of work. Let's just focus on exactly like out of everything that needs to be done. We make a list, we make it a priority. We start with the top, we work our way down. But before anything, how do you feel? What's going on with you? You know, I've found the days that, you know, I had such important stuff to do that I just, I, because obviously like I, I will, um, as I said, I, I go from two until five. I'm liking, I'm commenting from five until six. I'm creating, I'm posting. And then from seven until like nine, uh, well, I should say six, six, seven until nine, I'm sleeping. And if I need to sleep until 11, I'm sleeping till 11. Like I understand there needs to be a certain amount of discipline where you go, okay, well, you can't just stay in bed all day. Okay. But I am an adult. And if I wake up and I'm like, oh, fuck my eyes. And there's no real reason as to why I should feel like that. Like I didn't eat bullshit last night. I didn't smoke up too late last night. I didn't drink last night. Well, you need more sleep, daddy. You need to stay in bed. That's that's what your body is telling. And obviously, I'm in such an advantageous position where I can have these extra hours sleep. Then who am I not to do that? If I'm gonna wake up and and push through the fucking mud of being tired and groggy and like not really knowing what's going on, rah rah rah, bro. What type of work do you expect you're gonna you're gonna create? You know what? What do you think is gonna be the end result if you're if you're you know trying to fucking dig up through the shit? What sort of effort are you able to put into the actual goal itself you know i would rather get seven hours of the day of pristine getting the job done properly and being proud of the work than getting 10 hours of the day and all just being you know mediocre 70 percent bullshit but as i said it does i feel like with what i know now and i mean i got that piece of information from sue years ago and i'm only just starting to do something properly with it now and it will probably take me another 50 years of thinking about it putting things into play Getting really good at being the best version of myself, and also falling off the perch half a dozen times and doing things that I'm not proud of. You know, perhaps it's falling back into certain addiction. Maybe it's um, communicating with people that I know I shouldn't. Maybe it's experimenting with, you know, whatever whatever it might be. Fill in X, Y, and Z. You have to also have those losses. To appreciate the wins, you have to have the wins to know wh- why the losses are so bad. All these things are just cliche things, you know. But I feel like putting them into the perspective of, you know, r- real life and understanding that, you know, it is a lifetime of decisions and trying to be the best possible version of yourself. You start to get some sort of idea of what the fuck is actually going on. But look, that was the first ten minutes of yesterday's podcast, and somehow I made it stretch into like thirty-five minutes. So. Let me just take a moment. Oh, let me t- The dog is just bloody fast out of sleep. Flat out of sleep. Mm. You know, while we were up in Perth, we went to this, uh, it's like a $2 shop. <clears throat> and there was this one section where it had all these colognes in there. And I know like, you're thinking exactly what I was thinking. These $2 shop colognes are going to smell like fucking horse piss and fly spray. But they're all in like, Hugo Boss, um, fucking uh, uh, Polo Ralph Lauren, you know, all the all the big names. And you're like, the fuck, how does this work? Like $2 colognes and perfumes, but they're brand name. And you're looking at them and it's like, they're not even the barley versions. Like, this looks like actual Polo Ralph, Polo Ralph Lauren. So anyway, your mind does this thing where you're like, because it's $2, it will smell a particular way. And even if I smell it and it smells good, it's going to smell like shit shortly. That's, that's why it's here. <clears throat> so the first time I walked past it, I just like, did, didn't even, didn't even register it. Cause you're like, oh, the cosmetic section of a $2 shop may as well be like, you know, a fucking, you know, it's not up my alley is what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> so I end up, uh, Riz stops there and she's spraying them and all the rest. I'm like, the fuck are you doing? You know? So I go over there and I grab one of the men's and just like, you know, being a polite gentleman, you kind of fill in the time appropriately. And you're like, oh yeah, well I'll try one as well. And you, I sprayed it, I'm like, oh, well this smells like cologne, you know? So I get another one and like, I'm not getting them off the, by the names or anything. I literally just like the nicest color box, you get it and you spray, I spray it on my wrist. I'm like, damn, that that actually, that, that smells really good. It must be gonna wear off soon, right? So then I get one of the other boxes again. I think it was a Polo Ralph Lauren box. I spray it. I sprayed it on my fingers for some reason, just on the on the tops of my fingers. And for some reason, uh, it was like I think I sprayed it in a. It might have been you know those sprays that you do where like drops come out instead of the mist, and it just like drop drop. And I was like, oh fuck! Like now I've got a concentrated amount of cologne on my hand. So I fucking forget about it, you know. Because I try to smell my fingers. I'm like, oh, that's actually quite nice, and like I it up to Riza's nose, I'm like, what do you think? And she's like, oh yeah, it smells kind of cool. And we walk around and like I keep on getting this whiff of this really nice smell and like my mind's moving a mile a minute so I, I'm not going like, oh that's that cologne I smelled on my hand. I'm like, what the fuck? Where's the fucking smell coming from? And then I realize like I put my hand up to my to my um to my you know facial area and I'm like, oh that's that's the fucking cologne that I sprayed on before. I couldn't believe it. This cologne smells shit hot. Like some of my rich friends that always smell a million dollars when you go around there. Like, I smelled like them with this $2 cologne. So I go back over to the table, I'm fucking sorting through it. And I mean, it's not like, I mean, they're all nicely packaged. It's all beautiful presentation. It, it's exactly how you you would expect cologne to be presented if it wasn't in a fucking $2 shop. You know what I mean? So I end up going through them. I smell a couple of the tops of them. just like, you know what? Fuck $3, who cares? I get the expensive one. I got the $3 one. $3 one, I chuck it in the basket. We keep moving. And then, for the rest of the day, because obviously we had to drive home, we had some things to do. Ra ra. Rah. I kept on smelling the smell of cologne, and I had to remind myself that oh yeah, that's right, I got cologne. And like, I don't know about you, c- getting cologne for me is a very is few and far between when I'm getting cologne. So it's kind of like a ooh, like you bad motherfucker, you got some. Like it's kind of like when you get new shoes, you're like, damn, I might be a different dude tomorrow. Now I'm wearing these ASICs. so. I kept reminding myself, I've got this cologne, but also that I got this $3 cologne. So I'm having this internal battle between like, oh, you got yourself some fucking fly spray that you're hell proud of. And then also forget about how much money it costs. It smells fucking awesome. So I'm having this thing like, oh, fuck. In that, I was thinking like, because it is cheap, I am cheap for wearing it, but because it smells good, I feel wealthier for wearing it. I don't really even have a fucking point here. It's just the fact that I was caught between this riptide of feeling stupid because I bought cheap cologne and feeling really smart because I bought cheap cologne. And more so, the way that I feel differently about myself when I smell good Because now I'm relating myself to these rich friends who can afford these beautiful things in their life, like the luxury of smelling so much better than what a human can naturally smell. And you know that that smell costs them maybe a couple of hundred dollars just for, you know, a little pretty bottle that sits in their fucking thing that they use every now and then. Now I feel like that bad motherfucker. How crazy is that concept? That I achieved that with $3, you know, in a way. That's kind of like investing in yourself see that full circle motherfucker that's what this is all about 41 minutes in and i full circle this bitch that's crazy look if you've been listening to my podcast if you've been watching my podcast obviously this is number 13 if you've seen all 12 up until now thank you if you've liked and subscribed you're a good person if you haven't liked and subscribed you're actually by my definition a bad person but it's all good you can actually work your way back into my good person list by liking and subscribing um, I'm not going to say all of my videos, but all of my videos, if you liked all of them and you subscribe to my channel, bitch, you're in. You know what I mean? Simple as that. I might even let you use some of my cologne. Right? Um, now, what do we have coming up? I have socks coming up. Okay. I have jerseys coming up. I'm actually starting to look at holding my own inventory of t-shirts and hoodies, which if you don't know up until now is not something that I've done purely because I do what I can afford to do with the resources that are available to me. Now. This means that my whole business is based on a, on a print to order kind of uh, foundation. So if you buy something off me, I get that manufactured. It's it's an automatic process. You order it, my supplier finds out, they make it, they send it to me. But now I'm going to be able to have some sort of, a, uh, of an inventory situation where if you buy something off me, I'll literally be able to deliver it to you the same day. So. There's plenty of things coming up on the horizon. There's going to be, um, there's definitely plenty of promotional stuff coming up. If you're watching this uh, on Wednesday, the, I believe it's the 20th or something like that of July, for the next week, we have a giveaway running on Instagram. All you have to do is go and find the post of me wearing the jersey, go and comment as many names as you can on it. Make sure you're following me on Instagram, make sure you've liked the post as well. And I'm just going to be drawing someone who'll get their choice of motocross Jersey or hockey Jersey when they are released, obviously in your size, there's still plenty of all the sizes left. My pre-orders were only meant to be like, if this is all the jerseys that I have, the pre-orders are meant to be like this much of it. Now it's got to that much. Now, obviously I could have just not sold those pre-orders and you know, there would be heaps of avail- heaps of availability when they do go up for sale. Unfortunately, that's not the case, you know, because I had a guaranteed sale sitting in front of me, so I fucking took it, you know what I mean? Because your boy's struggling to eat, right? So, when they do go up for sale, if you want a jersey, do not sleep, because I'm not guaranteeing that they will all sell out. I'm just saying that chances are, Murphy's Law, the size you want, in the style you want, will sell out. So make sure you get in. There's, I'm gonna have the day and the time that they're released um, documented, well documented on Facebook and Instagram and on my website and everything. So make sure you're you're staying diligent on that, so that if you want a jersey, you do get it. Now, as far as the socks are concerned, I put up a little carousel yesterday. I put up a little um, you know, this or that voting scenario where people can say what uh, socks, uh, which sock design they like the best. I think I've honed it down into a good general idea. So I'm just working on the on the final proofs now and going back and forth with the supplier. I will be running a promotional thing. If you buy two jerseys, or if you spend over two hundred dollars on the day of release of the jerseys, you'll be getting a free pair of socks. Now, obviously, you can buy the socks. It's um, they're the I think it's the eight to eleven size, so they fit everyone. They're good for everyone. They're a nice, neat black sock. They're going to go well with shorts. They go well under pants. They're a fucking pair of socks. You know what I mean? I don't really need to describe it too much. The design I don't want to talk about too much yet, because obviously. That will become apparent when I release them, um, <clears throat> but yeah, if you're keen to cop a free pair of socks, you can do that by and I'd like to give you an idea to spend $200. Uh, so the jerseys are 100, 120. So if you got, I'm doing both jerseys for 200 with a free pair of socks. It says one way, if you bought the hockey jersey and a hoodie, that is, I believe, $205. You get a free pair of socks. If you bought a hockey, if you bought a motocross jersey and two t-shirts. That's over $200. Get a free pair of socks. It's all good fun. One of the promotions I will be having soon is a jersey, sorry, not a jersey, a hoodie and a t-shirt for a fixed price. And that price is going to be crazy. Obviously, you know, you just pick your size, you get a large hoodie, large shirt of your choice. And those bad boys will come in the mail for you. And then you just got fucking new favorite clothes that you get to wear everywhere and tell them where you got them from. Anyway, if you have made it this far into the podcast, we are 45 minutes and 30 seconds minus some editing, so probably 44 and a half minutes. hope you've enjoyed yourself. I hope you've taken something away from today. If you have, please leave a comment for me. If you wanna get in contact with some, any other ideas or anything you'd like to clarify or whatever it might be to do with me, black ink, speed skating, the dog, whatever, I'd love to hear from you. So reach out on my Instagram, on my Facebook, on my YouTube. It's all just black ink with X instead of an A. Thank you for listening. You've been great. Enjoy the rest of your day. Be good to your mum and yeah.